0: Hello and welcome to Impala's podcast series, 20 Minutes With, for a very special episode celebrating the European Diversity Month, which aims to raise awareness about the importance of diversity and inclusion in the region. I am your host, Juliana Karantin, and today our guests, who are based in the German capital Berlin, are very much taking such a stand in the music industry. We have Alice Lambert and Alexandra Hale from K7 Music, the German independent label group. And they are joined by Sybil Polster from the local Enstreuter School. We are inviting listeners to join us on an incredible journey that has taken us to the worlds of music production, the local community, and the amazing things that can be achieved when diversity is central to music creativity. This particular journey centres on a collaboration between K7 and Ernst Reuter School. Here's the kicker. Their goal was to produce two songs with teenage pupils at the school. And guess what? 10th of May on Apple Music, YouTube and Spotify. One track is called Sweet Dream and the other is The Nitro Have a listen and get the vibe. Meanwhile, I'll let our guests tell us more about this great story.
1: Hi, Alice. Hi, Juliana. Thanks for inviting us on. And hello, Alex. Hi, I'm really excited to be here. And hello, Sybil. Hi, Juliana.
0: Thanks for having us. And welcome to the show. I'm delighted to have you all here. So let's get this show cracking. First of all, let's start with a lowdown of how this project developed. Alice, you are one of the key players involved. And could you tell us a bit more about your role and about the project? What is it about and how did it start?
1: So I've been working at K7 for five years, mainly in marketing, but um, recently moved into project management. The project came about from our diversity and inclusion work in the company. There was a real desire amongst staff to work more closely with the local community and build some links. So our Berlin office is situated in Wedding, which is an amazing multicultural area, but it also has some of the highest levels of inequality in the whole city. And there was a general feeling amongst staff that we should do much more to engage with our community, learn from them, share our knowledge with our neighbours, and that is the background of how we reached out to Ernst Road to Shule. I find this
0: whole project amazing, but what was specifically K7's role, Alex? Tell us a bit more about how this fits into the European Diversity Month remit about building bridges with other groups, such as the local community.
2: So I think, as Alice said, it's like our whole company really wanted to do more with the local area. Um, K7 is kind of like an international company with like offices in New York and London, but like the main office and where it started is Berlin. So I think we really wanted to do more things there. Yeah, sometimes I think the music industry can be a bit elitist, maybe, and it's quite guarded and there's a lot of barriers to access. And I think with this project, we really wanted to do more of young people and people who can't, don't have these pathways to music. So that's why we reached out to the school.
0: Just very quickly, was there any reason why specifically the Ernst Reuters School?
2: Cyril can tell you more about the connection, but that's someone that Horst was introduced to personally. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Now this seems like a great undertaking. So as Sibyl, we just heard your name, could you tell us more about your role in the school's involvement? How did the pupils react when you presented them with such a cool idea?
3: So yes, I'm a teacher for music and theater at the Ernst Reuter Schule. That's a high school for students between 12 and 18 years old. Big school, thousand students, hundred teacher located in a district in Berlin with a high migration rate. And when I told my class um, that one of our teachers got in touch with the K7 music chef boss and that we were going to do this project, I think they didn't believe me because I think (laughs) they couldn't imagine what it really would mean. And, and I felt similarly, maybe, you know, talking with these strangers about crazy ideas, hoping it would work out, but
0: none of, from our side, could really see the picture in the end. Well, I can imagine the excitement after classes in mathematics and German grammar Now, make a record for the world to listen to on Spotify, but there must have been challenges. Let's stay with you, Sybil, on this question. I learned you also have a musical background. So what was the process required to bring the students together to produce the two songs? And I'm also curious about the topics and themes they wanted to sing about.
3: Really, the first step in the whole process was to help the kids find their own aesthetic identity. So first we start with research, you know, what do they listen to? Or they did their own research. What are we listening to? Which artists do we adore? What kind of video style do we prefer? What kind of fashion is cool to us? Then asking the children what kind of topics would be important to sing about, they were not able to answer that question. They have so many topics within themselves, but it's not that they can name it right away. So next step really was to start writing, 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 writing little poems, little two-liners, and doing a lot of brainstorming. Basically, we just created a a pool of, of sentences and rhymes and then sorted out what kind of topic lay within.
0: Amazing. Were you intrigued? And surprised by a couple of, just a couple of examples of the topics that they brought up. There were
3: some who brought up the whole climate crisis, which didn't surprise me because it is a topic. But most of them brought up topics about how they feel. And I was surprised how, what kind of dark feelings they have. But then again, they are teenagers and maybe that's the time of your life when you do feel very intensely about anything in your life.
0: Right. Let's have a listen to what the pupils themselves have to say about the project. Du ein
3: wie Momo, can you Szene describe the different steps anfangen, of the project? Die Schritte, einfach was dir so einfällt, was dir noch in Erinnerung geblieben ist. Also,
2: haben wir
3: At first we split up in two pop. groups, rap and pop. Then and we then recorded we different sounds, on, added beats and, and we music to it and, and recorded our and lyrics. The then we filmed the music videos and edited videos videos them, and them, them, and them. Till now. And then, in the end, we, yeah, also, sold we also sold waffles. Niven, what, what did you take personally from this project? I didn't sing that I didn't sing, because I had written some sehr, of the lyrics, und ich and then I wanted to sing them in the song. But then at first I chose to be in, in the video editing group, and then, then the next schneiden. week, when it was and our turn okay, to sing, I became I sick and had, and had to stay home. So my dann advice for others: dann If you kommt, really want to do something, wollt, do it now and don't wait, because it might not machen, happen then. Denken, okay, Luna, what do you take, take personally from this project? Um, ich nehme mit, what I take from this project haben, is creating geholfen, the beat, because it really ja helped me
0: that a professional lehrer, showed me how to do it, and then also cutting the video, that was really helpful. And now I'm better in it. My goodness! It's amazing to just hear what you're passionate about. Back to you, Alex. Could you explain what followed after the students had shared their inspirations, expressed their ideas and got some advice from Sybil on the production side? It would be interesting to go through the key steps as it allows our listeners to know more about the full process of releasing a track.
2: Me and Alice first started out by doing like an internal call out to the k seventeen, as they're all pretty knowledgeable bunch and so our colleague Felix recommended a producer called Moritz who as well as being like a DJ and a producer he runs a record label he also works at Ableton and he used to teach production classes at Open Music Lab here in Berlin um, and they work with marginalized communities and underprivileged backgrounds so he really had quite a lot of experience in this field already working with people who maybe weren't so proficient in music production and then using the influences based on what the students put forward kind of the course if you like was split into two first session Moritz came into the school with loops and samples based on the influences the school had the students have provided and they got to pick their favorites like put them together and they also used and experimented with some equipment that he bought for example an Ableton push so they got to see like what equipment real music producers use and then in the second session based on all of the songwriting and all of the techniques that taught, they got to record the actual lyrics they got to record their fun ad libs over their deutsch rap songs lots of woos um and yeah and then based upon everything they did in those sessions they were all put together into the tracks that you can yeah
0: did the excitement come across to you there was definitely some people who stood out
2: <laughs> at our release party. It was very obvious who was doing the moves, I would say. <laughs> there were some very happy
0: And just very quickly, are you able to say it's sort of like the steps it to someone to release a track? What would you say would be the
2: key? I think elements? in well, first off, I think that every producer kind of does it differently. So it's quite hard to to put such a specific method but I think the way that Moritz did it was like we lay the foundations through drums and like the instrumental the beats the melody etc and that's the foundation that we start with and then with the songwriting techniques that Sibylla taught them separately learn how to put them together
0: fabulous now central to releasing a track is the promotion and marketing that was your part Alice What did you do with the students on this? And what would you advise for creating a communication campaign? What kind of advice would you give about that? A campaign that will have the right impact. Bearing in mind K7's strong commitment to sustainable climate-friendly strategies.
1: So for the marketing side of the project, we discussed with the students that the concept of an artist's visual identity and how this links to the music. So we spoke about the different visual marketing elements for a campaign, like photography, music videos, artwork. And from there, they got creative and they created their own band names and thought about how they would present themselves as an artist. And then they created the artwork, the music videos. They did some photography. So for me, the way you present your music visually is such an important part of the communication. It is the most important part. And all really successful artists have a really strong visual component to their work. And that is something that we were trying to get across to the kids. But that is also some advice I would give more generally. And on the environmental side, as Sybilla said, they were bringing up this topic. We didn't discuss it directly as far as marketing is concerned. But I know that android Royter is covering this topic Me and Alex were admiring some work the students had on display at the school about greenwashing, which is really cool. They're definitely thinking about it. And Lord knows that that generation really feel it. It's great to see this kind of initiatives growing within the sector
0: as it demonstrates that anyone could release a track with the right amount of work and motivation. No elitism required here, so I'm taking this opportunity to ask a broader question on K7's work on diversity and inclusion. This project is one of the key things K7 is working on. Now, Alex, could you share with us what else you guys are working on?
2: So, we'd like to continue this project on, I guess, through the next academic year, I think the next steps for that would be probably to discuss with the whole team, chat with Sibylla, chat with the producer and get like an evaluation on it and see how, what we can do for next year, how we can develop it. If the school wants to do it, which I hope they do. In addition to that, I know that some members of our wider team are talking with community radio stations in Berlin. They're quite um, early stages, so I can't reveal too many of their secrets. but hopefully those are going to be partnerships that we like develop as well. Mostly in this type of work, I think the best thing that you can do is look at your internal practices. You need to start looking looking inwards in my opinion. and that's what me and Alice and the wider team have definitely been doing. We're just going to continue to do that.
0: Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. In which case, before we move, to our usual popular five quick fire questions. Sybil, what's next for you? Is the school going to agree to continue working with Case 7 I've put you on the spot now.
3: Oh, we would love to continue working with K7. And actually, in fact, just this afternoon, we are going to have the big assembly and I'm going to present the project to other colleagues. And my goal really is to make sure that more teachers at our school feel encouraged to do such a project. So we have younger classes growing, producing their own songs, creating new generations. And I'm sure we created one way of doing it. But the outcome will be different each time because the kids are different each time. So this is my new project, getting the new generation to sing.
0: Massive. We're looking forward to hearing the next tracks from the Androids School. School. Um, so what about you, Alice? Any projects that you are currently working on that you'd like to share?
1: I think this is really showing the value of doing stuff in the community, meeting people, meeting people from different backgrounds that you wouldn't normally come across. And um, I'm involved with some projects in my own community, some gardening projects and some local activism. So I definitely like to do more of these things.
0: And Alex, on a personal level, any projects that
2: you'd like to share with us? It's summer, so it's becoming like live show season. So a lot of that. Um, In terms of like community work, Um, I really believe in people having as much access to music funding as possible. So trying to help organisations and individuals with their applications, because sometimes people do find it quite difficult to write about their own projects. So I try to help out with that when I can. How
0: inspiring. Okay, Alex, Alice and Sybil, for some quick fire five questions in five minutes each. Let's go. Let's start with you, Sybil. What are the three things that stand out for you in the past 12 months? When I think back of this project, it's
3: really the start, not knowing Alice or Alex, and then looking back just last Monday, inviting them to school to the finished songs, and we got used to each other. And I see the kids with their own songs. This really means the most to me. And really the other thing is I see how, how they, the children created their own art And it's the magic of letting them doing it and just coaching them. But they take all decisions. And that's the most important thing for me in this
1: last 12 months. How about you, Alice? I think it's been such a privilege to work with young people. So that really stands out. They're so engaging, they're so intelligent, they're really smart. And it's been really interesting to learn about their their musical influences, what they're interested in. I've definitely learned a lot about the, the younger generation. And yeah, in general, it's been a really tough two years because of the lockdown. So now that we're coming out again and being able to see each other and see live music again and yeah when we celebrated when the students had their release party at the school it was so nice to be all together and in person a really good feeling
0: a release party at a school that sounds massive and how about you Alex what stood out for you in the past 12 months
2: I think like Alice working with young people and actually being back in a school I haven't been in a school for so long and just like the energy of it and like the dynamics of it I just forgot about what it was like and so that was really fun and also working with Sybilla like she's really like done a really great job and it's really exciting and interesting to work with someone who's comes from the same background but is doing really cool and interesting things with young people.
0: What are your priorities for the future? Back to you Spill. I think two things on the
3: one hand as always empowering the children it's such a rewarding thing to see these kids grow up and becoming personalities. And regarding this work, that this project, I really would like to become a sort of multiplicator, make sure that a lot of people would like to do such a project as well and help them to get on their way.
2: Your priorities for the future, Alex. More of these community connections and getting deeper relationships with people who are interested in this, because you're working with a class, they're quite big. So working with people who really have a focus and like trying to reduce those barriers to
1: engagement. And Alice? I think from the project side, we'd really like to try and engage more staff because there was a small group this year and actually a lot of people have a lot of different perspectives to share about different parts of the industry and also would like to have the opportunity that we've had to to work with young people I'll stay with you Alice here what are you often heard saying I like the saying if you stand for nothing you'll fall for anything you to me I like it and how (laughs) about you Alex
2: that was a really good saying um (laughs) I think I just say in it. I don't know. Something British. Something British. (laughs) (laughs) And Sybil,
3: what are you often heard saying? I think if I would ask my students typical sentence of Frau Polster, they would say, "Okay, anybody,
0: any more questions? No, let's go. In which case, let's go to the next question here. What's your one piece of advice to someone considering a career
1: in music? Alice? Uh, I think just talk to people, get people's feedback, get as much experience as you can and show your passion and interest because you can only really work in music if you really, really care about it.
0: Your one piece of advice, Alex?
2: Engage with as many courses and funding opportunities as possible. There are a lot of free ones out there and they're a really good opportunity to network.
0: Sybil, with your background in both academia, working with kids and in the music industry, what's your one piece of advice to anyone who wants to go into the profession?
3: I'd say take it seriously, but don't take it too seriously.
0: Wonderful. I'll stay with you, Sybil. What is on your playlist at the moment? Well, I just happened to
3: listen to Bob Dylan's Not Dark Yet
2: alex i've actually been re-listening to a lot of kendrick lamar's good kid mad city album because it's hot outside some really commercial not very good pop and rap if it's drake i'm into it (laughs) really cheesy
1: (laughs) and alice we have actually been listening to the um the school tracks quite a lot in the office Red Roses of Blood and uh, Light Squad. (laughs) They're actually on the playlist. I've also really been enjoying the new album from Mitski. It's great.
0: Well, Alex, Alice and Sybil, this has been one of the most fun topics I've been involved in as a music journalist. It doesn't get much better than working with the next young generation of music fans and creators, the adults of tomorrow, to see
1: what is possible in terms of diversity thank you thanks for inviting me it's been great
2: yeah thank you it's been so so good thanks a lot
1: so much fun